Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm excited this morning to get to share a little bit with you for a few moments. Um, summer is quickly heading on out. It's still here for a little while. And uh, a few weeks ago, about a month ago, I had a friend of mine that's kind of what we call landlocked. Um, they, they, uh, they're they in this, this state that there's no body of water that's right. They got lakes and stuff, but small ones and what have you. But they don't have what we call the ocean. And we were talking. He goes, hey, man, when's the last time you've been to the beach? And I went, the beach. The, the beach. <laughs> the, the beach. And I thought, it, it stirred in me. When's the last time I've been to the beach? And it made me think. I, I think, if I, if I were to be honest, it was about two years ago. <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's been a while since I've been, and I'm, I'm, I'm right here. And there was a time in my life where if I had free time, the only place I would be was at the beach. And I'd have a board and I would be going, I was like, hey, I'm going to the beach. And it wasn't simply to lay out. It wasn't simply like, hey, fry my skin, cook me, Jesus, cook me. Here I, am. I am a living sacrifice, fry me. Okay, extra crispy. It wasn't that. Um, it was, hey, I either had a Frisbee or a surfboard. I'd surf, go, come back to shore, play Frisbee, go back out. And uh, it got me to thinking and stirring up as we look at this summer of renewal, more of a season than a series. And uh, and as we're, we're going through this, it, it stirred this in me. And I remember, how many have ever been on the water, near the water, and something crazy exciting starts to happen? Like we just had something very exciting that kind of stirred everybody up in here we had whales that began to show up on the shore they're like hey we're coming ashore it's like y'all don't do well on shore you're you're not made for that you you need to be out and a, a bunch of people in this area area sprang into action and they began to say hey we're going to shove them back out there now i can be thankful of one thing they weren't killer whales because i don't know if they'd have made it <laughs> they're like oh <laughs> but as a result of their efforts, they, they began to push them out. And I know all of us have some type of water stories. For me, I remember very vividly, it was the, the summer of, of 19, not to date myself a little bit, but 1978. And some of y'all go, man, you're young you're just a kid. Okay, that, that can be, that can be believed. But it's 1978, I remember very vividly, um, in Jacksonville at the Jetties, which is just across Mayport. Now they call it Huguenot Park. But back then, there was no roads to get there. It was all dirt. There was dunes. You could drive on the dunes, y'all. Y'all, Anybody remember that one? Getting in a dune buggy and <laughs> trying to go straight up it. Like, okay. Or, um, and then there was this thing called the flats. And you'd have to get, get your speed up. And you just... <laughs> My cousin had this... 1970 Volkswagen station wagon. But, and, and it's right there. There's a picture of that exactly what, some of y'all are like, that's a car? <laughs> you sure that's not a sardine can that they put wheels on? It was a, a 1970 Volkswagen station wagon. And uh, we went surfing, and my two brothers, my two older brothers, my cousin, and we were out there, and it was it was a glassy, beautiful day. Sets were coming in about three to four feet, which is that, you know, that's not that high. For those that don't surf, that's real high. But for those that do, it's like, yeah, it's okay. 
And we're having a great time, and we're catching, and, and it's beautiful, glassy, where it comes one after the other, not choppy. Perfect lines come in, so you just go down, have a lot of fun going. And all of a sudden, the, the clouds started rolling in. And, and we began to look, and we didn't know any better, but the, the clouds started forming. And this cloud started coming down. Later we learned that it, it was a water spout. But we didn't know any better, and it's and it was happening not where we were, but it was happening where we needed to go when we were going to leave. And we thought, oh no, we need to get out of here. And so the one started forming, and then a few minutes later, another one started coming down. And a few minutes later, a third one started coming down. So we thought, you know, in our young body, tornado! It's a tornado. <laughs> and so we we literally we get out of the water, we jump into the station wagon, into the, the, the yellow submarine, and uh, threw everything in. We we start getting out of there, and we're like just going, bouncing across the flats, and we, we get there. We finally, we, we're, we're on Hexer Drive, for those of you who may know a little bit about Jack. We're on Hexer Drive, and right here, maybe 50 yards off of Hexer Drive, there's there's palm branches and water just swirling. We're like, oh, it's right to go. So we're, we're in major hurry mode, and how many of you know sometimes... When you get scared, you do things that are kind of a little odd. And you do things. So we get a little bit further and we feel like we've gotten out of danger. And we start smelling something. And I'm like, man, something's on fire. Something is on fire. And I told him, I'm sitting in the back because I'm, you know, I'm the young guy. I'm sitting back with the, you know, back here. And so I'm like, something's on fire. And he goes, no, no, no. I was like, no, something. Finally, everybody, something's on fire. So we pull over just a little bit a little bit past the Mayport Ferry. We pull over, unbeknownst to my cousin, when we jumped up and started taking off and just going, he'd had the emergency brake on the whole time. So he about, he about blew out his whole brakes, just like, we got to get out of here. Um, this morning, I want to talk to you a little bit about this thing of water and Jesus, because a lot of things he did had to do with water, and especially with one person in particular. Maybe you've heard of this, this disciple, this apostle called Peter. Anybody ever heard of him? Well, Jesus and Peter had a lot of things that happened that had to do with water. As a matter of fact, their first introduction, Peter's first introduction to Jesus had to do with water. Anybody remember that one? Where he shows up and, and Jesus and, and, and uh, Peter's brother said, Hey, Peter, look, look, here's the guy that's, that's told us everything. He's the one. And Peter's like, Hey, I'm busy. And Peter, Peter, uh, Jesus shows up and says, hey, Peter had been fishing all night, hadn't caught a thing. And Jesus says, hey, 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 Peter, look, do me a favor. Let's go out. Let's go out. He's like, could you imagine him, a fisherman that knew fishing, is going to listen to this, this guy that he's never met? Like, you want me to do what? I mean, I know fishing. I know things. And, and you want me to do what? So at his request, he said, reluctantly, like many of us do at times, Oh, okay, oh, oh, okay, I'll do it. He goes out, and he puts his, of course, we know it, the other side of the boat principle. He gets there, and his first interaction was Jesus on the water, catching more than he would ever could even haul in. That's a good introduction, don't you think? When, when you show up like that, and you're like, hey, I, I, need to, I, need to, I need to understand who this guy is. And as a result, it caused him to go on a three-year journey of following him. And this morning I want to look at for just a moment. Um, I want to look at 
um, that, what, what some of the transactions that took place. Some of it's familiar to you. It may or may not. But I've come up with, we're going to do a little bit of expository teaching just because I want to go step by step for just a moment because many times, I don't know if you're like me, but many times I'll read through a section of scripture and I'll get through it and I'll go, now what did I just read? What, what, what did I, what, I was supposed to glean something and I can say, well, I got brownie points because I read it, Jesus, but I really didn't receive something from it. I didn't get the good out of it. We're going to do that this morning and I've, I've titled This message this morning, wow, (laughs) wow, because Jesus wants to wow us, and this is a little acronym, walking on water, okay? (laughs) Wow, that'll be something you can remember, walking on water, and I think when we get to the end of it, I think you'll be surprised it really wasn't that much about walking on water. We're amazed at that, but I I think we'll be shocked going, well, I thought this story was just about that, and I think you'll, you'll see as we do this. And so I want us to read real quick. If you've got your Bibles, you can open them. And here's a picture of Jesus uh, walking. There he is. You can tell right there. It's that little figure back there. No. <laughs> In Matthew chapter 14, we're going to look there. And this, by the way, this story is recorded in Matthew, Mark, and in John. But Matthew's the one that has Peter walking. The rest of them, Jesus, you know, Mark and, and John, they had Jesus walking but it didn't have Peter out of the boat. Matthew says, hold it, there's something pretty amazing that took place here. One of our own did this. And so we're going to read through and then we're going to break it down a little bit. You got it? We're going to follow through. This is in the NLT. And I've had people that have asked me, Mark, what does the NLT mean? The New Living Translation. Um, You have many translations. This is just simply, it's not a paraphrase. It is a translation, but it is one It just follows through. And so we're going to read there. You can either read in your Bible or you can follow us with here. Or I've told you many times, we've got this new technology that uh, if you have an app, you've got a Bible app, you can actually read on that. And I encourage you, you you can use your cell phone in church. It's a good thing. Just don't be getting on Facebook. No, I'm only kidding. Oh, while I said that, that just sparked another memory. We do have, if you need, we do have Wi-Fi here. And the password is real difficult. We made it as difficult as we could. It's just simply get connected. <laughs> so we want you to get connected to the Lord. You can get connected to Wi-Fi. Get connected to, to each other as well. So reading on, immediately after this, Jesus insisted that his disciples get back into the boat and cross to the other side of the lake while he sent the people home. After seeing them home, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. Night fell while he was there alone. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them. That, For some of your Bibles, it would be the third watch, which is three o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, about three o'clock in the morning, um, Jesus came toward them walking on the water. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified, as to be expected. In their fear, they cried out, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once, don't be afraid. He said, take courage, I'm here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. 
But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little, you have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me? When the, when they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshiped him. You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Now I want to take and do this. We're going to do it just two verses at a time and we're going to look at it. And here's what I want you to do. I want to challenge and encourage you that as you're reading through scripture, this is our lifeblood. This is our life source. Jesus said every, he said heaven and earth will pass away, but not one letter, not one little stroke of a pen of his word is going to be, it's, it's, it's going to be forever. And so we need to get this to be a part. And as we go through this, I want to challenge you when you're reading, allow the Lord to speak to you things in there. It's like, he'll show you stuff. They go, wow, I see this. I want you to begin to, to receive that way because you can share it with somebody else. And by the way, I, I'm, I forgot to ask you. I got all my notes here. How many got to demonstrate Jesus last week that was here last week? It said, be imitators of God. We're supposed to go imitate him to other people, be an exact representation. Did y'all get a chance to do that? I did. <laughs> I failed a couple times, but then I got it right. So, <laughs> so it's a good thing. But as we go through this, here's what I want to challenge you. that You can do this as well. And you begin to let Jesus speak to you on what he's, what he's actually trying to do in and through your life. So starting in verse 22, it says immediately after this. And I got to tell you real quickly, if you haven't read before, what is after this? He had just fed 5,000, actually over 5,000. There were 5,000 men. And that's the story with, um, with just, uh, a few loaves of bread and a couple of fish, Jesus fed 5,000, and they gathered up enough for everybody, which is an amazing story in itself. Amazing that they did that, but this is what Jesus did. Jesus insisted that his disciples get back in the boat and cross the other side of the lake while he sent the people away. In other words, the disciples weren't the police. They weren't the thing like, hey, we're here to protect Jesus. We, we, we've got them. Don't worry, Jesus, we got you covered. He wasn't here protecting them. Jesus was saying, hey guys, y'all get, y'all go ahead and take, I got this. I, I got this. I've already, I'm the one that fed them. They're after me, not you. They watched what I did. And so they're just after me. And so he insisted. And it said, after sending them home, and this is what I believe is personal. That's what he wanted. He said, y'all go on ahead. I got some things I need to do. And he said, after he sent them home, he went up to into the hills by himself. To do what? To pray. And that's simply to connect with God. Just simply to have a conversation with God. Night fell while he was still there. And there's a couple things I want us to grab out of these two things. The first one is this. Jesus always uses his authority to help us. We think we're helping him and he's going, oh, no, 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 no. I've got ways of getting people out of your life that you don't even know of. If you'll just simply trust me, let me have the authority. He was willing to do that, to send them away. You don't have to do this. I've got this. Secondly, this is where Jesus got his authority. This is where we're going to get our authority. This is how we're going to have the authority we need to operate in this world that is counterculture to the kingdom of God. And the only way we're going to do it is if we get personal time where we get alone, 
we silence everything around us and we say, my focus, Jesus, Father, Father, I'm created by you. You created me for you. You created me for good things. Lord, I'm here to connect with you and spend time alone with our Heavenly Father. Let's go real quick on, moving on. Uh, Verse 24 and 25, it goes on. Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble far away. You get that from land. That's trouble. If you've ever been on a boat, and it's real tossy turvy, and I've I've been on those. That's another. I'm not going to go into great detail, but I worked on a shrimp boat for five years. Um, I, and, and people go, really, really? <laughs> I was a, I was a single hand. My brother-in-law, Law, and I used to run a, a 73-foot boat, and um, we went out to the Gulf of Mexico. We'd be somewhere sometimes 200. Uh, 200 miles out where you can't see anything and we get in stuff and we got into all kind of storms and I want to tell you when you when you can't see land it's a scary sight because you don't know which way I I would sit back there because I was the only one on the back deck going through a pile of shrimp I'm going I wouldn't even know if something happened which way do you go of course we know we could look at the stars and we'd see that you know but we're not gonna go there anyhow they were far away from land for a strong wind had risen and they were fighting heavy waves. Now you gotta get this. These were fishermen. They knew what heavy weight. This is not, like we would take people out on the boat with us sometimes just cause they wanted to go. They were friends, like they didn't have nothing to do. And we would be like in a foot of, of, of a little small foot, a size one foot waves or something, just a little small roll. And they would get sick. And I'm like, really? I mean, it's just like, Anybody have that problem when you get out there and you just, you get on the ocean to get anywhere, you kind of get a little rock, you're like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, that, that was nothing, but it happens. These men understood. It was, when they said they were heavy waves, they were heavy waves. At uh, about three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, I love that part. That's why, you know, the, about three o'clock in the morning. If I'd have said the third, uh, the third watch, y'all went, okay, the Third watch, three o'clock in the morning, here Jesus came toward them walking on the water. And here's a couple things I want us to glean out of that. This is just just a good, good for us to grab. It doesn't matter how far we get away from Jesus. He always knows right where we are. That's a word for somebody in here where you may feel like, Mark, I'm out here, man. (laughs) The waves are crashing I mean, my life is so topsy-turvy and it's either because of the choices I've made or because of things that others have made. You may feel like, oh, it's about to go under. And Jesus goes, hey, I know right where you're at. He, he, he didn't wait. So the second thing is Jesus will show up at unexpected times and places doing things only he can do. Three o'clock in the morning, some people are like, he doesn't even know where I am. I wonder if there's not some people in here that Jesus showed at some place where you're like, I did not expect that to happen. Like there's no way. Well, I want to tell you this. I want to take it a step further. Jesus wants you. He wants me to show up at places that people don't expect it and go, what? Where did he come from? Where did she come from? To be the hands and feet of Jesus. That's what Jesus wants us to do. I remember a few years back, um, I was I was on staff and I got a call one night. It's in the middle of the night. It wasn't three o'clock. It was only twelve o'clock. So I had you know Jesus. You know it was only I saved three hours. 
at 12 o'clock and I got a call from one of our members and they had been at an AA meeting that kind of kept going. And one of our members called and said, hey, Mark, Mark, hey, can you, can, can you come? And I'm like, okay, who is this? What? This is before cell phone. This is when we had that landline, you know, just the, just past the, this was, this was back where you, where you did, they said, can you, can you come? And I was like, what's going on? He says, well, this guy's here. We, we, we stayed after this and there's a guy here that, um, that's possessed and, and, and he needs deliverance. And I'm sitting there thinking, you need deliverance for calling me that. No, no, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I said, Thanks to my incredible wife, I said, hey, hey, honey. She said next to me, um, there's a guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go, and it was downtown here, and by her, by the grace of God, go do what you got to do. So I show up at this place, and here's this guy. And uh, he'd been to church with this girl one time. And I walk in, and I said, so t- tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. What, what y'all doing? You, you got some problems? And he goes, yeah. He said, I made a, a, a pact with the devil. I was like, oh, man, it's a terrible thing to do. Um, it's not good to do that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you. Don't take a, don't take a real spiritual person to know that. Um, it's not, not a good thing to do. And he goes, well, well I, think I, I, I think I sold my soul. I said, you think you sold? I said, well, can I tell you you didn't? He goes, what? I said, you didn't. He goes, why? I said, because you're talking to me. I said, somebody that's possessed, don't talk to me. I mean, they will, but it's more of a, <laughs> I said, you're not possessed. I said, you're oppressed. And yeah, you made that thing. But I'm telling you, Jesus can break that right here, right now. And you can do it. He said, what? I said, yeah, you made a pact with the devil. Guess what you can do? You can renounce that. You can say, no more. I do no longer. In Jesus' name, I break that off me. And so right there, he broke that off. And, I, and there's about eight other people there. And so they're watching, just standing by. And all of a sudden, there's a guy sitting down to watch it all happen. He said, this is just a bunch of bull. Except for he used a couple adjectives um, I don't want to use here in church. But he said, that's just a bunch of bull. And I said, so I literally, without even thinking, I just turned around. And I looked and I said, and, and this just came out of my mouth. I said, I said, bro, how long have you been struggling with same-sex relationships? And he went, and this has been years ago, so it was like, this, you didn't even talk. I was like, who told you that? And he got mad at me, like, who told, and I wasn't mad. I wasn't sitting there. I was like, bro, I said, take it easy. Relax. Relax. And he goes, who told you that? Who, who told you that? And I said, bro, I said, as I looked, the Holy Spirit, and I said, I looked at him. I said, I'm not even here for him. You're who I'm here for. I'm coming to show you the love of Jesus. And I want to tell you, right there that night, that young man prayed to receive Christ. He came and walked with us for a while, came in here, and then moved away. And I, I don't want to say this to say that. He had this struggle, this secret inside that had been eating at him. And it's saying, hey, God's so much better. And it's like, hey, you don't have to struggle. It's not that you're, hey, look, the devil gets, he tries to get our minds so engrafted that this is what we are. We make definitive statements. And I said, Jesus, this guy, and, and he wanted to be free. He's like, he knew in his heart, he really felt like, I don't want this in my life. I said, you don't have to have it. And actually, did a, Jesus did a great work there, I'm just telling you. And so, showing up at unexpected places 
with the love of Jesus, we have to always be ready to love people, no matter what, where they are. And, and I love what Jesus did. When he dealt with people, it was not out of guilt. It wasn't out of fear. It wasn't out of shame. It was to draw them to himself. Next, next scripture. Let's move on. I love this. Okay, 26. When the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. The same way, could we take and put the human element for us here? If you were out in a boat and somebody came walking up to your boat, you would not go, hey man, how's it going? And if you were, it means because you were partaking of particular substances or other things, you're like, hey man. Which may, may have explained why you saw them. Maybe you did see. It may have explained that. But they were terrified. The same way you would be like, And in fear, they cried out, it's a ghost, which we would do. We would think this is not natural. This is not natural. People don't walk on water. They'd never seen that. Let's take for a minute and use our own uh, own ability to say, yeah, this would it'd freak me out too pretty bad. This, but Jesus spoke to them at once. This is what you got to get. He didn't let them revel in like, <laughs> I'm going to let them just try to figure it out. He said, no, no. Hey. Hey, don't be afraid. It's me. Hey, guys, take courage. I'm here. I'm showing up in your, I'm showing up right here, right in your worst play, uh, spot where you thought it was so bad. And let's grab these two things real quick. Here's two things we get from these two scriptures. Our natural human response to the supernatural is fear and or doubt. When we see something, if you look through scripture, every time human flesh came in contact with an angel, even the prophets, they were undone. Oh, I'm undone. This is supernatural stuff. And my physical body cannot take the, nat- the supernatural of it. That's why when Jesus, when God became flesh, he came just like us so we could receive like, hey, I'm one of you. I'm going to become just like you. So eventually you can become just like me. Those of us who are nothing like him, like, hey, I came... Look, I'm just like, touch, feel, see, it's me. I'm God in the flesh so that you can do that. So that, that's part of that is that we need to understand that many times our natural, we've got to be careful we don't get so naturally minded that we're no spiritually good. That we get so locked into the natural that we can't even perceive the supernatural. And I want to tell you, God wants you to, he wants to use you to do supernatural things to where it's just common like, hey, I ain't scared of that. Ghosts, what? There's only one major ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. I'm connected with him. All the rest of them don't matter. He trumps them all. So the second thing is, Jesus came to instill faith in us, not fear. In other words, when he came walking up on the water, think about it for a second. Why would he do it that way? Why of all things would he go? Why would he be waiting for him on the other side? In the midst of mess, I believe it's this, that he came just to show him, I'll show up when you least expect it. I'll be right there and, and I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to walk you through it. I'm here to show you, I'm going to make this. I, I've came to instill within you a trust that he wants us to trust him. Next scripture, 28. Then Peter, this is our man, called to him, Lord, if it's really you. <laughs> they saw it. He told them, don't be afraid. 
But he's still got to wrestle with that. The same thing we do. How many of you have ever said, God, if that's you, Lord, if it's you, besides me, if that's really you, um, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Make me do it. Just, just go ahead and tell me to do it. And Jesus says, yes, come. Jesus said to Peter, so Peter, after he said, yeah, come on, come on, it's, it's, the water's great, come on in, the water's fine, went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. And I love this. This is what happened. When we, these are things we can glean. Like I said, you can glean others. These are just some things I started. I hope it stirs you to, to go back and reread this today and say, man, I could come up with a lot more. I hope you do. It says, Jesus doesn't shame us for our doubts. You ever had a doubt? You ever thought, God, are you really going to come? You ever struggled with that? And you thought, God's, he's just mad at me because I doubted. Jesus, Peter said, if it's you. And Jesus didn't say, okay, forget it. I'm not even, you, what do you mean if it's me? What's wrong with you? <laughs> he said, it didn't even, it didn't even phase him. He wanted him to connect. And so the second part of that, that verse, Jesus inspires us to do things. We would never do on our own. This is why we've got to stay connected to him. That we don't get locked up in our own thinking, our own mind, get so earthly attached to things that, that we, we lose our ability to think beyond the realm of what, what Jesus can do. And he's wanting to inspire us to begin to do that. Here at this church, there are opportunities I firmly believe we miss every day simply because we're so locked into what we have to do for that day. Anybody there? It's like you get up, you already know your routine, you go boop, 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 boop. What if God's wanting to interrupt your routine for a little bit and say, hey, I got something over here. I, I, I got something I, I want you to do. I, hopefully, um, I heard one of those stories last night from my son. He was all excited. He's like, whoo, dad, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. I was like, man, I love it. That is the man after my heart go." Where God did a tremendous work through him that he's like, hey, it took him a minute to go, oh, oh, that was God. Oh, 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 let me, let me get that. And so he, 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 God used him in a tremendous way with the whole group. It was beautiful. But God wants the same thing with us. Jesus was trying to tell Peter, hey, come on, I'm right here. Don't be afraid. Come on out here. And I want to say this to you. This is one that, this is just free stuff. Where was the safest place to be in that moment? The boat? You think so? The boat's sinking. <laughs> Peter ain't no dummy. He's like, okay, I just want to make sure it's you because I'm getting out of the sea because it's sinking. <laughs> hey, guys, we'll see y'all later. Y'all, good luck with that thing. <laughs> he was saying, I'm getting out of here because the safest place when it gets rough is not in a boat. It's with Jesus. <laughs> it's like, that's always the safest place. No matter what it looks like, it's like, I'm leaving that. Because I'm going on to what Jesus has for me. Amen? Praise God. Let's get to the next. Moving on. Verse 30. But when he saw the strong... They're talking about Peter. When he saw the strong wind in the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why did you doubt me. Let me say to you, were there wind and waves before? If you read the story, they were already there. 
They didn't just all of a sudden, they didn't just show up like Peter gets to get out of the boat. Oh, there's wind and waves now. They were already there blowing, going, and all of a sudden he stepped out and he's walking. Then he notices them. The same thing happens in our lives. We'll be walking with the Lord and we're going. And all of a sudden we begin to pay more attention to what's around us instead of him. And that's what the lesson right here that I believe God wants to teach us in this is losing focus on Jesus will always result in a decline in our own lives. In our relationships, in our business, in our finances. Well, anybody here ever spent money on stuff they didn't need to? You kind of like, if anybody heard the story, man, if I had all the money I wasted. And then most of it is we lose our focus because we get focused on this around and say, Lord, what do you say? Even no matter what the situation looks like, the wind and the waves are still going to be there. And it's not a matter of wind and waves. It's a matter of, Lord, my focus is on you. I'm not losing that. I'm going right after you. I'm going to keep it where it needs to be. The second part of that is Jesus doesn't take joy in our failures. It's In other words, Jesus, Jesus didn't say, yeah, I'm going to leave you there. Here, blah, 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 blah. hey, help. I'm going to let you take a couple breaths under to see what that feels like. How dare you try to come out here and then doubt? How, you, how dare you try to, to do something for the Lord and then all of a sudden it began to not work out and then Jesus said, yeah, you just lay in that for a minute. It doesn't say that. He said he immediately, Peter took a step, he did begin to look around and Jesus didn't go, well, I'm sorry, <clears throat> let's watch it. You're going to learn not to doubt? Yeah, the way you're going to learn not to doubt is let Jesus, he's going to lift his hands, reach it out. And, and let me say to you, there again, Today's, this analogy for today, whose Jesus' hand going to be? It's going to look like yours. It's going to look like mine. We've got to be ready when we hear people and they're struggling. The last thing they need is three points. And like I, when I hit somebody struggling, they need help. I don't go and say, okay, now tell me what you've done. Tell me where you've been. <laughs> hey, you're struggling. You're having a rough time. Let me help you. Let me help you. And then let's talk. What we want to do is like, let me determine if you're worthy of help. <laughs> I'm not sure you're worthy of help yet. You're human. <laughs> you're worthy. Jesus wants to use us to do that. He doesn't take joy in our failures, but he's always willing to reach out his hand to help us. And he pulls him up. And then this last one we're going to go over. 32 and 33, it says this. When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Now, I know you look and you say, Mark, the wind stopping is pretty big. But no, when they climbed back into the boat, then the disciples worshipped him. You really are the Son of God, they exclaimed. Can I ask you a question? Why did Jesus climb back into the boat? He could have kept walking. This is where we get to that thing of, I don't think it really had to do with walking on the water. I mean, he's the Son of God. It's not like, ta-da, look what I can do. Watch this. I'm going to do the moonwalk back. on. Look at I got y'all. See, it amazes me of this is, this is what I always, this is what I always marvel at. It's one thing for somebody to walk on water and you're standing on water, but then you're going to reach down and pull somebody else up. Because the natural mind thinks, if, 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 I, if I pull him, I'm going to go up. I'm going down as he goes up. I'm lifting him up and I'm going under. This is a thing where, Jesus could have kept walking, but I believe this. This is what I believe. 
Go to the next one. It's right there. Jesus wants to be where you are. He's like, hey, this really wasn't about me walking on the water. It's about me being in your boat. It's about me coming and connecting with you in such a way that I'll, I'll, I'll take a boat ride with you. Yeah, you, there's a lot that just transpired, but I'm not mad at you. I'm not trying to kick you out. I'm not trying to send you away. Let me just step back right in here with you. And that's when the wind stopped. But he wanted to be with them where they were. You don't have to say, like, so our thinking is, we got to get back out there on that boat. He walked, we got to keep trying to walk on water. I got to walk on water. Anybody ever tried that before, by the way, besides me, that you just thought you had some faith and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to walk on the water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's try one more time. I, got... <laughs> I don't think it was that much about walking on water as it was connecting with Jesus. And so when we think, I want to demonstrate my faith. I'm going to walk on the water. For us, walking on water is about connecting with those around us. It's about helping people in their struggles. That's why it says, the next one is this. When they begin to do this, praise should always be our natural response to someone helping us. How many ever helped somebody? They didn't even get, you didn't even get a thank you. And I'm not talking about your teenagers. That takes time to develop. Come on, mom and dads, you're like, I'll do all this and I never, how many got to see the, the rewards of that though? You stayed there faithful and you didn't take them out when you wanted to. You were just, you, Jesus, I need help, Lord. And you were faithful and then later on you got, thanks, mom, thanks, dad, where they do begin to praise. Like, whoo, it was all worth it. There was a time I thought, mm, I don't know, I don't need that prayer. <laughs> This should be a natural response for all of us. And I want to ask you this morning as I close. Has there ever been a time in your life when you thought your boat was you're going under and you're not going to make it and you knew, man, it's over. My life. And, and you may even said this prayer. Lord, go ahead and take me. <laughs> I'd rather come be with you than to, than to stay in this mess. I'd, I'd rather go on, Lord. Just, just go ahead and take me now. It's too hard. And, and, and the waves are too big and the wind is, is, is howling. I don't, man, the boat's tossing and turning. This morning, anybody ever been brought through a, a situation like that? What was your response? Was it like, hey, thanks, God? Or was it like, Lord, thank you? Lord, you're more gracious than I can ever give you credit for. Jesus, you love me more than my mind can ever conceive. Lord, you're more faithful than what I can ever begin to even come up and thank you for. Has there ever been a time? Can you take just a moment this morning? I want you to bow your heads with me for just a moment. And the only reason I want you to do that is I want you to take just a minute and take a praise break for just a moment. Think about all the things he's already brought you through. And I'm not talking about, I know right now in this auditorium, there are storms still raging. I know there are things right now in our heart, people that are going through very real situations that are unsettling, that looks like it's better. Ooh, I'm going to jump out the boat. But I want you to take just a moment and think about a time in your life where God came through when you thought he wouldn't come through. Maybe he hasn't yet. Maybe you're going, Mark, I haven't experienced that yet, but I'm waiting. 
Maybe he didn't heal you the way you thought he should. Maybe he didn't give you the finances you thought he should. Maybe, maybe he didn't give you the, 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 the relationship you were just hoping and praying for. Maybe, maybe there's, you know, the, the job, the promotion, the thing that you thought, I just, if I could have this, I would, it would work. And maybe it's more important that Jesus is saying, look, I just want you to connect with me. I just want you to focus on me and allow me to have my way in your life. Allow me to be the, the Lord. This morning, hopefully gratitude will begin to well up for those who have watched his faithfulness. Who have walked through some things to say, Lord, you're so good. Jesus, you are so good. Just want to say, if you've never, if you've never had that connection with God where He feels very distant, maybe you're the one that feels like, hey, I'm far away from the shore and I'm in the middle of this ocean and it's just raging and I'm just tossed all over the place. And I really do need somebody to come and come walking out here to help me. Maybe you've not had that connection with the Lord, but you'd like to today. It'd be my privilege and honor to pray with you and help you connect with Him. If that's you and you feel very distant and far away from God and you'd love for Him to connect with you, I'm just going to ask you if you would with your head bowed and your eyes closed, if you just slip your hand up to the Lord and say, that's me, Mark. I feel very far away, but I need I need my boats. It's, it's sinking. There's water coming in. There's stuff going on, but I just need that. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Because this is what he came to do, y'all. We're on this journey, and he came to make a difference in our life so we could do the same. And that's why I want to transition for just a moment. Thank you, everybody. I just wanted you to take a moment to think about, and I want you to do this. I'm going to close with this. Here's some things I want you to think about. Once you know Jesus, if you don't know Jesus, your number one goal on this planet is get to know Jesus. Once you know Jesus, your number one goal is to help other people to come to know Him. Because there's a real eternity that we're headed towards. When we sang earlier this morning about eternity, it's real. When we arrive on eternity shore, where death is just a memory and tears are no more, that's happening. But for some, it will not be. There will be tears and weeping and gnashing of teeth forever. That's what God wants to use us to do, is to reach people. And here's, I want you to open your eyes for just a moment. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. Here's what I want you to look at. I've, I've wrote a few things down. What are things we can do to begin to, what we call, walk on the water? God may not be asking you to, I mean, literally, He's not wanting you to go stand on water like, look what I can do, but I believe He may want you to do this. He may want me to do this. Maybe uh, it's get up a few minutes earlier to pray and read the Bible before going to, and I put school in there for those that got to do it just because I want you to get thinking. It's only a week. School or work. Maybe I need to get up. You know, I got this thing. I got to meet somebody at, at 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock or 7.30. Why don't get up a little bit earlier and say, Lord, hey, is there something you want to share with me? Something you want to do? Start a prayer list. Maybe you've never wrote down. I've got, I don't have a list. I have lists. You're on my list. One of those that says that I pray for this church. I pray for every member. Jesus, 
Thank you that your will is being done in their lives. Holy Spirit, lead and guide each one. Speak to their hearts. Maybe you need to start a list or list of, Lord, I'm trusting, I'm believing, I need you to do this. Lord, help me. Maybe it's start or join a small group. We're going to have that coming up in September where you join together with people. Those that are outside, that are far away, you can help do that. Invite someone to your small group when that begins to kick in. How about share your faith with someone? Where you just say, hey, make them so curious. Like, what, what is wrong with you? I hope that you, I hope you are so good. Where people just go, what is wrong with you? Where you go, well, let me just tell you. I can't help it. Something happened about 33 years ago. And it's just transformed my life. Here's another one, a few of them. How about this? Share your struggles with someone. Uh-oh. Share my faith, but not my struggles. Yeah, you, that, that's probably one of the most healing things you'll ever do. Because it'll tear down pride, and it'll say, hey, we all struggle, by the way. None of us in here, none of us in here, including me. I just thank God I have people in my life that I can share those with, that can pray with me, and they can say, hey, Mark, snap out of it. Hey, 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 hey. Get focused. Look, look, Jesus is right here, and they can help encourage me in the Lord. How about serving an area of the church? Find somewhere. Which, by the way, today is the fourth step of the growth track. We'll be. This is where we join the team. This is where it's all culminated to. Join the team. We got the growth track. We encourage that's right after the service. How about inviting someone to church? You know, statistics still say that when you invite someone to church, they are likely to say, hey, I'll go with you. I'll show up. Let's go. How about this? How about how about invite them and and say I'll I'll take you, I'll pick you up, or even go the extra mile. This is this is the extra preferential treatment. Hey, let me pick you up for breakfast. Then we'll go. That'll do us. Like hey, we'll we'll go get a biscuit. Then we'll go get Jesus. It'll all be good. How about now? Do a random act of kindness. We have these cards out there. They're still out there in the four years you leave the door. A random act of kindness. Just something to show you Jesus cares. That's all it's about. God loves you. Do something. And then finally, how about trying to mend a relationship? Take a moment and say, Jesus, I just want to mend this. Dear friend, I'm going to humble myself and say, look, I, you know, I did something a while back and I blew it. I Don't make excuses. Don't go, well, this happened and this happened. And this is what I did. Just, I blew it. I messed it up. I didn't do it right. Would you please forgive me? I believe that looks like walking on the water today. Instead of saying, look what I can. I believe that God would begin to do miraculous things in and through us as we follow him in these ways. Bow your heads and let's pray. I just want to close here in this. Maybe you haven't done that in a little while. Can I challenge you as your heads bowed? Would you begin right now? to begin to pray and ask, Lord, show me, Jesus. Show me how I can use the gifts and talents you've given me. I believe he wants to take just a moment and speak to you specific ways to change, to say, hey, I'm going to make a difference in somebody's life this week. I can't do everything, but I can do something. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you this Right now, Lord, I thank you for your people. Lord, I thank you that you're here this morning to encourage and equip us. To encourage and to equip us.
to not just talk about being different, but be different. Lord, to be like you. Lord, I thank you that we want to wow people. We want to be the wow factor in their life where they go, wow. This is what walking on the water looks like today. Is by the way I demonstrate your love, the way I demonstrate your acceptance, the way I demonstrate how you would operate. Lord, I thank you for doing it in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to stand up with me at this time. Thank you, Lord God. We'll have people up here to pray for you. If you if you come here this morning and you have some type of sickness or, or you just want somebody to believe with you for something, we'll be here and available to do that. Just encourage us this morning. I just I just feel if you need prayer, we will be here. Open your hands to the Lord. Receive from Him. Father God, You're the creator of the universe. You're the one who commanded blessing to be spoken over Your people. And in so doing, Lord, You in turn would do the blessing. So I say to each one of You, the Lord bless You and keep You. The Lord cause His face to shine upon You and be gracious to You. The Lord lift the light of His countenance on You and give You His peace. In Jesus' name, amen.